Have you ever wished there were two of you? One to do the dishes, one to take out the trash, one to make the orders, one to take the orders, one to do the development, one to do the design. Well, that's what happens when you have a team. It's what happens when you scale. And that's what happens on today's episode of Big Ideas Welcome. We talk about scale. So every entrepreneur, every artist, every founder I've known loves to build. It's in our blood. It's in our guts. We love to scale. And a big thing I've learned talking to hundreds of these entrepreneurs about scale is that it's all relative to the founder, to the entrepreneur, and the time and the market, right? You may want to grow. You may want to do all these things. Is your idea ready? Is your back office ready? Is your infrastructure ready? Scale. (laughs) It looks you in the face and it says, maybe. Hey, I am Chris McAdoo, and this is Big Ideas Welcome. I'm honored to be in your ears today, and I am honored to be part of the Knoxville Entrepreneur Center, which brings this podcast to you every week, a nonprofit business accelerator that is located in downtown Knoxville, Tennessee, dedicated to changing lives through entrepreneurship every single day. So we don't just need more. We need more to be right. We need more in the right time. My friend Brandon Bruce, who many of you will remember as the founder of Startup Knox and the the actual uh, the first guest on Big Ideas Welcome when we did the switch over, he was in a meeting several years ago with leaders in the technology f- field, big companies. You know, and all the big companies were saying, we need people, we'll hire, we need more, we can't wait. And everybody said, oh man, this big, important meeting, we have done it, we've figured it all out, we have unlocked the keys, it's the keys to the kingdom. And then they happened to talk to the coders, to the developers, to the people that they wanted to hire. And all of those brilliant young people said, we don't want to work for companies like that. We don't want to work for the companies that are hiring because they're not being truly competitive for the talent that we are when it's not just about money, it's about balance, it's about quality of life. So are you ready to scale your business model along with your people model? Are you ready to take on those responsibilities because with more product, comes more people, comes more shipping, comes more cost, comes more payroll, comes more space or lack thereof. So, so many times it's not about getting the most, it's about getting the most right at the right time. And to be frank, if you're in this, like, uh, you know, you're going to be an entrepreneur to get rich You're going to watch those Instagram videos of people driving Lamborghinis around and you're like, man, ah, that's me. You are incorrect. If you're out to get rich, to get wealthy, I would suggest getting a job and putting 10% away until it's time to retire. If you are into, well, if you're into taking risk in a smart way, right, then this is, you're my people. This is this is who is listening to this. This is the get 
<laughs> the get rich slow scheme. And I'm thinking about this too. And I'm going to jump around a little bit because it's also big idea season in Knoxville. So every year, the Knoxville Entrepreneur Center puts on a competition, a pitch competition called What's the Big Idea, where we receive, I think, nearly, you know, gosh, dozens and dozens and dozens of applications of, of folks with big ideas, all getting ready to compete for $10,000 in pitch money. So they have to have that idea, that passion, that thing that says, I'm going to put this effort in. And you can actually, you, uh, you can meet them all, bigideanox.com. There's a public voting portion of this where they all put videos together, and it's a blast. Those videos will help us determine who gets to the final six, the big night, March the 5th, two thousand twenty. Three bigideanox.com. So entrepreneurship, scale. How hard can it be anyway? Well, like, I mean, it can be it can be pretty hard. Most businesses of all kinds fail within five years. Investopedia, the internet, if you will, it says more than half fail during the first year. And according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, like that's not that's not exactly true. But approximately 20% fail during the first two years, 45% during the first five, and 65% during the first 10 years. Only 25% of new businesses make it to 15 years or more. Now, they use words like failure, like the business failed. But I would actually challenge that because sometimes a business and a founder and a time needs to take a step back or a step to the side. And what may look like failure is actually like, wait a second, this is a re-engineering of our core beliefs. This is a re-engineering of our core product offering. This is something that maybe we don't need to make a hundred thousand of this. Maybe we need to make a thousand for the people that really, really, really love it. Like I said, this is going to be a shout out heavy episode and it's also going to be tactic heavy. So I would say... Recently, I listened to a podcast called Freakonomics. Of course, you know the book that's all about like, is economic growth at all costs the right goal in the first place? Economic uh, economist Kate Rayworth, she's kind of talking about how this dependence on GDP, gross domestic pro you know, uh, product, is trashing the planet and shortchanging too many people. Right. So if scale is taking advantage of market conditions, it's the right time. It's the right people. It's the right place. And most importantly, I'm going to go back for the right people. So the people you serve, do they care that you get bigger and would getting bigger benefit your customer? That's the other thing. I think we get wrapped up in building businesses on the surface to look successful, to look like you are doing a lot and the wheels are spinning, but it's like a duck moving along the water. The duck on the top looks calm and cool, but those little legs, they are just going and going and going. Do you sell more stuff at higher prices to fewer people, lower prices to more people, all of these things? But I'll tell you this, you don't get better every day if you don't focus on your customer. 
How does scale benefit your customer? And how does scale benefit your people and yourself? I realized a common enemy that we all share as well. I was talking with an entrepreneur the other day. The word is just. And I just put little air quotes around just. So she's thinking about buying into a business. She is absolutely brilliant. But this is her first rodeo as a founder. So when we use the word just, we want things to work so badly. Or we use just when we want someone else to do something. It's just a few minutes of your time. It's just one more form to fill out. It's just, you know, you get the idea, right? It's a word that we instinctively use so things don't seem like a big idea. They they don't seem like a big deal. But that just is where scale goes to die. It's just one more blank. Because think about how when someone doesn't take your time into account, when they don't take your skills into account, and they say, I just need a, I just... Play that through for yourself and how you do that in your own life and professional career. For me, the word just allows me an out. Well, if we had worked a little harder, if we had just, I just couldn't find time. It robs me of intention and I catch myself doing it. If we just had the right customer, the right talent, the right technology, if we just had enough money, if we just had enough time. So getting super tactical when you're looking at a big decision and I'm going to get, you know, talking about businesses here. Do you scale your business? Do you purchase a business? Do you partner with someone? Please, 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 please add up all those justs and decide if those justs can scale. Think about the value of your time, your team's time, and when it comes to all the roles and responsibilities. Every entrepreneur, like, don't get me wrong, every entrepreneur should be chief, cook, server, bottle washer at some point in their business so you know what those roles really mean and what they mean to the business and, again, to your customers and to you. Just sales, just bookkeeping, just accounting, just location, just management. Who buys the toilet paper every week, right? Just ad placements, just technology, just customer service, just acquisition, just retention, just financing, just strategy, just. So my friend Sarah Martin, again, another brilliant, you know, what's a cool thing about a cool thing about my like life right now is that I get to be surrounded by so many brilliant people. So many people that are smarter at so many things, like Sarah Martin of Open Door Architecture. She introduced me a little while ago, oh, years ago, to a book called Profit First by Mike Michalowicz. And it turns this tortured artist, tortured entrepreneur model on its head in the best way. When we tend to minimize our needs, We tend to look at scale as an abstraction. It's time, it's money, it's resources. And we become accidental martyrs to that scale. I'm guilty myself, 
But when you operate on profit first, you turn the table. And instead of getting table scraps, the leftovers at the end of Thanksgiving dinner, you eat first. For the same reason you put your oxygen mask on first when you get on the plane, you set your business up for success from the first step that you take. Right. So it's dealing, it's mastering your finances, the things that we are not the most comfortable with. It's building a profitable business, regardless of what business you are in. So you may be an artist, you may be a tech developer, you may be the the next big thing. But can what you do become profitable? Can it be an ongoing concern? right? This is not a hallelujah event. This is not an Elvis on toast super miracle. It's habits. What habits do you set in place and what habits do you build into your business to be the most effective and efficient you can be and the most profitable over the long haul, regardless of scale? And when it comes to business, another thing is that it doesn't have to be all or nothing. I know that you get that idea of the 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 Ferrari or the the leather jacket. <laughs> I don't know why a leather jacket. Listen here, tough guy. Um, but it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Go look up the story of how Richard Branson started Virgin Air, right? Go look up at the story of all of these companies that you know by name and know by heart, but they took a measured risk. They took a measured look at scale and said, okay, this is going to be worth it. Myself, I love my role at the Knoxville Entrepreneur Center, and I also have a role as an artist, And as a strategist, and I love all of these things, I get to take my hundred ideas a day and whittle them down and get to the one that's really great and see where it goes. But it's not all or nothing for me, and it's not all or nothing for you either. So the challenge is learning to scale appropriately. I'd love to hear from you about how you have taken, you know, maybe you have a food business, maybe you have a technology, maybe you have a business, and you're trying to figure out how does this scale from zero to one, from one to two to two to five, from $1 to $100,000, from $100,000 to $1 million, from one employee to two to eight to 10 to 100 to 400 employees all over the world. What works for you? I'd love to understand how you deal and have dealt with scale. So I want to hear from you as I take my own advice and I want to scale this podcast. We have had a wonderful amount of listeners tuning in um, and sharing. I would love your review. I would love to hear what you think. And I would love to hear what you want to hear more about as we near 40 episodes and we near the end of season one. I'm looking forward to season two where we're going to drop some really, really, really cool stuff. We've got great people lined up and good lessons to learn. So hit me up. Hello at bigideaswelcome.com. Hello at bigideaswelcome.com. Again, how do you scale? 
<laughs> what makes sense for you, for you, for your life, for your company. And you know what? You know what? I want to hear about your justs. What are the things that trip you up? What are the things that hold you back from scaling appropriately and scaling effectively and scaling efficiently? Y'all, I am honored. Uh, I'm just honored to be with you today. I hope you get something from this episode. And um, you know what? I, I ask my guests this, and I always ask them tactically, what is something that they do every day to help them operate at a certain level. And I'll give you something that was introduced to me by actually a podcast guest uh, from about 10 episodes ago, Samantha Lane with Origami Day. She introduced me to a book called The Big Leap, and it introduced me to something called The Upper Limit Problem. And how do you avoid negative self-talk? Talk about scale, right? So I just want you to check that out. I read that book uh, recently, and it helped uh, essentially to begin a daily practice for me that has been pretty life-changing, and I would love to see what you think about that as well. Y'all, I'm Chris McAdoo. Thanks again to the Knoxville Entrepreneur Center, and this is Big Ideas Welcome. Thanks for listening to the Big Ideas Welcome podcast. This show is produced and edited by Anthony Palmer and is part of the Palm Tree Podco Network of Podcasts. Big Ideas Welcome is hosted by Chris McAdoo and brought to you by the Knoxville Entrepreneur Center, a nonprofit business accelerator located in the heart of downtown Knoxville, Tennessee. You can learn more at knoxcc.com and submit your own big ideas and entrepreneurial adventures at madefornoxville.com.